Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Thursday, March 18th. S&P futures are trading off about 17 points. That's about 40 basis points. NASDAQ futures are getting hit very hard off about 150 points. That's about 117 basis points. Dow futures are up 30 points. That's about 10 basis points. You are seeing a relatively large move higher in treasury yields. So you have seven through 30-year treasury yields are up about six to seven basis points. The major European indices are trading up mildly up about 20 to 30 basis points with strong outperformance in autos, basic resources, and banks, kind of the core group of cyclical industries, while the rest of the subgroups are trading flat to down. Asia generally had a solid evening. Most of the major indices in Asia traded higher. So a couple of items to note this morning. The big theme, obviously, is what's occurring with yields. So yields are rising across the board, especially in the U.S., um, you know, a lot of that is just digesting the Fed's message. So I think what's important to note is the market's reaction function with regards to monetary policy for the last several years. Stocks have been trained to equate dovish policy with, um, you know, that equated dovish policy with being uh, a tailwind for equities. Um, that is starting to shift as dovish policy fuels inflation expectations and that drive yield and that's driving yields higher. Higher yields are undercutting multiples on the market. Um, you know, so I think what you saw yesterday was the Fed was dovish, but again, that's feeding into what's occurring with yields. So, you know, you can look no further than in the new summary of economic projections that was published at two o'clock from the Fed, the 2021 forecast column, you're talking about six, 6.5% GDP growth, um, you know, uh, PCE that's, that's well north of 2%, uh, an unemployment rate that's very low, and then you have yields kept at zero. So the Fed is very intent on keeping the economy, the economy running very hot. Um, Powell does not show um, any uh, inclination to tighten policy anytime soon. And so you're seeing yields kind of repriced to reflect that, and that's, and that's obviously undercutting the multiple. So up until this point, the market has absorbed an enormous increase in 10-year yields, so, you know, it's not accurate to say that stocks have been coming for sale because of yields. On certain days, that is the case, but in aggregate, that has not happened at all. Ten-year yields have surged. Um, using this morning's level, ten-year yields have surged nearly 80 basis points on a year-to-day basis. That's nearly a doubling of where they were back in December. Um, and the S&P has traded just fine as investors have been rotating out of growth into cyclical value. I think that's going to start to change as you see 10-year yields, if 10-year yields start to close north of 1.75%. I think the market, um, you know, the rotation that we've been seeing, I think is going to become more kind of a net selling if you see 10-year yields get to that level and sustain above it. So I would just keep that in mind also as we approach those levels on treasury yield. So that's by far the big theme today, just digesting the Fed, what's occurring with yields, and then the, you know, the reaction you're seeing this morning um, with tech getting sold very hard. Um, obviously, the Dow is holding up a little bit better with regards to cyclical stocks, um, and the same goes with Europe. The other kind of wild card this morning came out of Japan. So the BOJ has a meeting uh, Thursday night, Sunday morning, uh, Thursday night, Friday morning. In addition to kind of conducting their normal policy meeting, they're also going to um, unveil a series of shifts designed to make their policy, quote unquote, more sustainable. 
Um, a big wild card had been the daily trading range for 10-year JDB yields, which had been um, around 20 basis points. So plus or minus 20 basis points. That is what the BOJ um, would not allow 10-year JDB yields to exceed in either direction. Um, Kuroto just a few days ago has suggested that range would be kept unchanged, but the Nikkei had an article out a couple of hour, hours ago saying how the range could be widened out to 25 basis points. So not a dramatic move at all, but it is a little bit surprising just given that the messaging um, for the last, like I said, couple of days has been that the range will not change. And then just given the current environment right now where markets are particularly sensitive to yields, any indication that Japan would allow the 10-year yield to move up even a little bit long, more um, is certainly not the type of headline that markets want to receive right now. So that Nikkei headline is kind of exacerbating the concern around rates that we've been seeing uh, that that the Fed has kind of um, engendered yesterday after its meeting. So that's by far the big macro um, theme this morning. The other kind of item that is uh, percolating up as being a possible issue is concerns of filibuster. So you have you are seeing momentum rise in the Senate to kind of restructure the filibuster, not scrap it completely, but restructure it, weaken it. Um, you had Biden endorse that in his interview with Stephanopoulos on ABC. Um, you had Dick Durbin, who's a very important uh, Democratic senator, also come out and speak strongly in favor of um, you know restructuring the filibuster. It still is not clear. You have people like Manchin who continue to kind of suggest that he is not in favor of adjusting the filibuster. Um, but you are seeing momentum for changing the filibuster rise. And as that happens, the threats coming from Biden and congressional Democrats about raising tax rates become more credible. Um, and I think that's also kind of another item that's that's becoming a, a larger overhang. So there was a report on Axios overnight just talking about how Democrats are moving forward with their plan to raise corporate taxes. Again, that's not new. Biden has been talking about raising the corporate rate from 21 to 28% since before the election. Um, it's just an issue of that threat becomes more credible as the attacks on the filibuster grow. So that's, uh, you know, that's the, I think, one thing to watch going forward with regards to tax policy. So yields, tax policy, the big U.S. macro themes by far. Otherwise, it was, you know, a relatively slow evening in terms of big macro news. Um, a couple of micro items to note, although again, relatively slow. Williams-Sonoma had great earnings, great guidance. Her um, MLHR, which is a major supplier of office furniture, um, had earnings out as well. But I think more importantly, they had a lot of qualitative commentary in their press release just talking about corporate reopening. So obviously, they're um, you know a, a huge player in terms of furnishing offices. So they're talking about how they've received a lot of quote-unquote urgent requests from uh, corporate customers about kind of accelerating shipments and, and getting offices prepared to have people return to them. That should not be all that shocking. Again, you've every day, it seems every hour, there's a headline talking about some type of reopening, um, some type of lockdown restriction getting lifted in the US. So the US COVID news remains very bullish. Reopening is happening. Um, you're going to see those types of headlines bombard the tape going forward. Um, you know, certainly not the case in other regions, especially Europe, where that region not, is suffering from, you know, an increase in cases. You're seeing lockdown restrictions get extended, new ones get put in place. And then they've obviously kind of um, are having a lot of difficulties rolling out their vaccination process. Um, so that's kind of it for this morning. Um, like I said, very much it's just big focus on yields today and what's that and what it's doing to equity multiples. Uh, on the calendar, it's going to be mostly just earnings. So Accenture, Dollar General, uh, Signet Jewelers are the big ones this morning. FedEx and Nike come after the close. Um, otherwise, you have a couple of economic numbers, but none of them are super important. Powell will be making brief remarks at around noon. 
Um, he's closing out a conference, but those are not expected to be all that important. So that shouldn't be market moving. And that is essentially everything for today. Um, thank you for listening.